Shalom, my name is Naomi and I've been asked to tell you my story. Well, not just my story, it's really the story of my daughter Ruth, but it starts with me. When I say daughter, I should say daughter-in-law of course, but that sounds too formal. Ruth is like a daughter to me in every way. But I'm rushing ahead already. My story starts many years ago when I was still a young woman. I married Elimelech and we lived in Bethlehem on our own land. We had two sons and were quite happy being part of God's chosen people in the place God had promised to us, a land flowing with milk and honey. Except the milk and honey stopped flowing and there was a terrible famine. Elimelech decided we'd be better off moving to the land of Moab. It seemed wrong leaving God's promised land, but we still owned our little area and we knew one day we would return. Things went well for a time in Moab, but then my dear Elimelech died. I was heartbroken. But I had my boys to bring up, who soon became men and married. Their wives weren't Israelites, of course. They were young girls from Moab, but they were very nice. Life is a way of throwing things at you sometimes. Tragically, my two sons both died, and suddenly we were a family with no men at all. I sometimes wonder if it was because we left the promised land. Was God punishing us? I don't know, but I certainly felt bitter. What I did know was that it was time to go home, back to Bethlehem. There was nothing for me in Moab anymore but sad memories. Of course, there was nothing much to go back to Bethlehem for either, but we still had the family land and it was home. Or at least, it was home for me. For my two widowed daughters-in-law, I realised it would be a massive upheaval, leaving all their friends and their familiar customs behind. So I told them to leave me and go back to their families. They were young enough to find new husbands, young enough to build a new future. One of them did, and I don't blame her. But Ruth, my dear, precious Ruth, she would not leave me alone. She literally clung to me. Wherever you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God, she said. Of course, I had told her about the God of Israel who created the whole world and who is always faithful. But to hear her express devotion to me and to God made me realise that she was reflecting that faithfulness and putting her trust in him. I had deserted God's promised land and had felt that his hand was against me. While she was now deserting her own land for God's. She is a truly remarkable woman and I am sure that what happens as the story unfolds is because of her faithfulness and trust, not mine.
So, we returned to Bethlehem. Two widows with no income and no one to carry on the family line. Just the rights to a piece of untended land at the point when harvest was due to be gathered in by those who had tilled and sown and tended their crops. But what hope was there for us? Well, with God there is always hope and I will continue my story next week. So this story of Naomi and Ruth in the Bible is one of those great moments in the Old Testament. Uh, that dr dramatised account that we just heard was written by Chris Maggs, presented by Jane Bartholomew. A huge thank you to both of them for bringing this story alive to us this morning. And to everyone else who's been involved in the service this morning, very grateful to uh, Dave and Lucy and Margaret for our music today and uh, really just uh, helping us to come into the presence of God. And I trust that wherever you are, you have felt that uh, real encounter with the living God as we have worshipped, as we have uh, heard already something of the story of Ruth that we come back to now with some more detail. Because we're going to spend the next four weeks looking at the book of Ruth, and I think it will help to take a few moments to think about the context in which this book comes. And in the opening words of the book of Ruth, chapter 1, verse 1, we read that in the days when the judges ruled. That's where it starts. In the days when the judges ruled. So what were those days like? I smiled when I read one commentary written well before the current pandemic, which described the time of the judges as a time when the nation faced a period of unprecedented challenge to their faith. We've heard that word so many times recently. But the time of Naomi and Ruth was a time when the people were caught in a tension between following the will of God, Yahweh, as he was known to them, and the social patterns around them, which were hugely influenced by the gods of Baal. They were also facing the challenge of mixed leadership. Some of the judges were fine examples of faith. We have Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jesaph, all mentioned in the New Testament in Hebrews 11, verse 32, amongst the people of faith, but others were not. And there was a sobering summary at the end of the time of the judges, in the final words of the book that comes actually in the verse immediately before our reading, which says in Judges 21 and 25 that in those days Israel had no king and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. So it was a tough time. But this book is a ray of light shining into the dark times of uh, this season in Israel's history. It speaks powerfully into our lives as well. When we first planned this service and this series of four, we thought that today would have been the first day after the greater easing of restrictions in the United Kingdom, that we would have children and families in the service, that maybe even we would have been able to sing. But as we all know, that is not the case. And we wait to see exactly what is allowed in four weeks' time. 
But the idea of returning to church is very much in our minds. The practicalities of expanding our congregation here in the sanctuary is very much in our minds. And we are gradually increasing that. It's good to have a lovely uh, gathering of people here this morning, especially some of you who are here for the first time this morning, here in the building. It's lovely to see you. So pleased that you've been able to come. And there will be those, I'm sure, who are listening to us online who are also tuning in for the first time today. And you are so very welcome. And we're certainly at the stage where we're thinking more about gathering people together. And so, in a way, what we're thinking about in the book of Ruth is very relevant to this particular stage of our church life, even if things are being delayed a little bit from the original plan. So the book of Ruth takes the spotlight away from the whole nation of Israel and looks to just one family. Let's pick up the story again. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his uh, wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Eliminech, and his wife's name was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Marlon and Kilian. They were Epaphrites from Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to Moab and lived there. Fast forward 10 years, you will recall from the reading that only Naomi remained from the family who left Bethlehem along with her two daughters-in-law, Orpah and Ruth. News reached them that there was food again in Bethlehem and Naomi prepared to return to her original home. What would her daughters-in-law do? Again, we come back to the text. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness, as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them goodbye, and they wept aloud, and said to her, We will go back with you to your people. The conversation between them continued, and Orpah returned to Moab, but Ruth clung on to Naomi. And this brings us to the words which I want to speak about especially today. But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave you or return or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Loyalty and faith are the two key words here. Ruth showed great loyalty to her mother-in-law, Naomi. She was not going to leave Naomi to journey to Bethlehem alone. She was going to travel too. But not just loyalty to one person, but also to the community of the Israelite nation to which Naomi belonged. Your people will be my people. It was as if through her marriage to Naomi's son, Ruth had gained a new identity, a new sense of belonging, which continued well beyond the time when her husband died. That loyalty was strong and it was deep. But more than loyalty, there was also something here about faith. Your God 
will be my God. Ruth was taking to heart the God of Israel. She was absolutely determined to stay alongside her mother-in-law, but also to identify with her people and with her God. So what is God saying to you and me today as we begin to explore this wonderful story told in the Old Testament in the book of Ruth? Naomi was on her return journey to Bethlehem. And as we come to a time of returning more to the active use of this church building, as we look forward to worshipping together as a whole congregation, as we connect with one another, having been in enforced social distancing mode for so long now, loyalty and faith are key words for us. Now, some of you may be tempted to stay in your own little world, perhaps thinking that it's safer to be at home than to be at church. It's easier to drink coffee and worship in the armchair than to get out and travel. But there are two sides to belonging to a Christian community. One is that you and I need those who are around us because we can encourage one another and we can know that the Christian faith is not intended to be lived in isolation but in community. And the other side is that those others within the community need you because you have something to bring, something to give. Your presence is a blessing to others. And in this story, Ruth's response to Naomi shows incredible commitment to a person and to a community which is not her original place of belonging. She came from Moab, but now she identified herself truly as an Israelite. And becoming a Christian means belonging to Christ and to a community of faith and sharing in that community life in whatever way you are able to do. Now our desire for the community of faith here at Shirley Baptist Church is that we should be as wide as, and as inclusive as, as possible. Not everyone will be able to be physically present all the time. This has always been the case, but it's even more so now. And therefore in services, in meetings, in home groups and on other occasions, we will be thinking as to how we continue to engage digitally online as well as physically in the same space. And that's the adventure that we're on together, and it's an exciting one. But a key part of that adventure is the underlying loyalty and commitment to one another as the people of God here in this church. But for me, the most important word from this passage is the word faith. In the response from Ruth to Naomi, I see something of a progression that Ruth will embrace Naomi as a person, as she said to Naomi, where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. But then she embraced the community to which Naomi belonged. Your people will be my people. But then she embraced the God of Israel. Your God will be my God. That's the highlight. And as we continue to look at this story in the coming weeks, we'll see that there was a lot of pain in this situation. It was far from easy. But Ruth was determined to embrace the God in whom Naomi continued to trust. In our deacons' meetings earlier in the year, we tried to discern the key priorities for our church life at the moment. And the first one was based around the word inspire. 
to inspire our community of believers to grow in our loving commitment to God and each other, discovering renewed joy, peace, rest and love. I don't want to jump ahead in the story of Ruth, but we will discover that God blessed her way beyond anything which anyone could possibly have imagined. And I believe that God is wanting to bring his joy, his peace, his rest, and his love into your life and mine today. And that will happen when we really do place Christ at the center of our lives in the way that I was describing last week. Faith is hard to quantify and hard to measure. Sometimes there are signs every day of the Spirit of God at work. And there are those of you who will have stories to tell of how God has been present and how you've known that. It'll be great to hear some of those next week, as I was saying earlier in the service. There are other times when the signs are few and far between. When God may seem to be very distant. But he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and is utterly trustworthy. In the words of a much older song, I do not know what lies ahead, the way I cannot see, but one is there who fully knows. He'll show the way to me. I know who holds the future, and he'll guide me with his hand. In the New Testament, Jesus tells the story of a prodigal son, the one who ran away from home and spent his father's inheritance and then who came back and found a gracious welcome in the arms of God. In that story, there was also someone who stood at the distance, the older brother, and somehow could not accept the grace and love which came from their father. The story of Naomi in the Old Testament has sometimes been likened to the prodigal daughter, one who left the community of Israel in Bethlehem, who wandered to the land of Moab. Later, she too returned and found a gracious welcome and brought with her another person, her daughter-in-law, Ruth, who wholeheartedly embraced the God of Israel. But again, there was someone who stood at a distance. Naomi's other daughter and daughter-in-law, Orpah, who did not embrace that new adventure which Ruth had determined to follow. I wonder where do you sit among those characters today? Are you in the shoes of Naomi and Ruth, embracing a God who loves you deeply, who longs to fill your life with his goodness and grace? Are you in the shoes of Orpah, remaining in the place of your upbringing and not venturing beyond into the exciting journey of faith? Come home today into the arms of God. And just as Ruth said to Naomi, your God will be my God. Will you echo those words in your heart and mind this morning? And say, my Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none beside you. Your God will be my God today.